Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Wednesday, October 11th, 2017. This is episode 112. The Keys to an Effective Marching Band Season, Part 2. I finished my last podcast episode feeling very incomplete. I decided that I was going to discuss the marching band season over the course of two episodes. But I quickly realized when I finished the first episode and started to edit it and publish it for people to hear, I realized that I didn't discuss one of the most important elements of marching bands enough, which was band camp. There's a part of that that can be a completely separate entity, but if I'm going to discuss the marching band season, band camp really needs to be discussed in greater detail. And the considerations that you want to make as a director, as a staff, as a school, as a community. So I'm going to share with you some of my own experiences as well as ones you may wish to consider in your own situation. First of all, not all band camps are created equal. Everyone has a different philosophy. Some programs are a little more hardcore than others. I don't want to say serious because I think everybody on some level takes their marching band seriously. But I think some of them we can agree are a little more hardcore than others. The first thing to discuss is the schedule. And by schedule I'm talking about simply informing your marching band families about the dates and the times of band camp. Whatever dates and times you've chosen, you need to stick to them. That's the first thing. A great way to irritate people in your marching band program is by throwing last minute things in. And I'm sorry because it is what it is and this is not a comment that's directed in a hateful manner but that's what happens in sports. Sports schedules drive families completely bonkers. Drives them nuts because you will sometimes find out about a certain game or a practice or an event with very, very limited notice. And unfortunately, we can sit here and try to say as much as we want that marching band is a sport. And by every sense of the word, it absolutely is. But the general public will never view it as such. Even your most ardent supporters still look at it as being an extension of kids just playing musical instruments and being closer, believe it or not, to the world of academia than athletics. 
So with that little tidbit out of the way, let's talk a bit about the schedule. What type of schedule are you going to use? Are you going to go with past practice? In other words, are you going to use a schedule that has been used for the past umpteen years and people are used to it? Are you going to select the same week? In other words, is it always going to be the last week prior to the start of the school year? Or are you going to do it a few weeks before that? Will you have access to the appropriate fields that you need? Or will you be having your band camp at the same time when sports teams are going to be using the fields? After all, in most communities, the sports teams get priority over anything else. How many fields do you need? How much time do you want to spend each day and how many days should the camp be? There are so many questions that need to be answered. Here's one thing that's critical. Whatever you decide, you have to be absolutely crystal clear that everyone is there for everything. Band camp is the one time of the year where people in general, everyone associated with the marching band has a very, very low stress situation. Nobody has homework yet. The rigors of the school year have not started yet school schedules are not in place, people are still in summer mode, and for this reason, people can dedicate 100% of their energy and focus to marching band. That's critical. And there are a lot of people that don't take that into consideration. And I say this because I've seen marching band camps run before where you'll have staff members who are not there for some of the days. That's not acceptable. That is not acceptable on any level. Unless it's a situation in which it's completely and absolutely unavoidable. The director and anyone who oversees the staff in terms of stipend, requirements, or anything else, for the sake of the marching band and its success for the season, the staff must be present. And they need to be present for everything. They can't be taking breaks and disappearing from the facility or whatever for three or four hours at a time or missing entire days. It jeopardizes everything you are trying to accomplish. Everyone needs to be on board. After all, if the staff's not there, why should any of the students have to be there? You cannot come down hard on students and say, why are you leaving, when you have a staff member who's leaving for his or her own reasons. Now that we've established that, what kind of hours are you going to keep? Here are hours that you can consider. 
most basic of all, nine to five. Nine to five works very effectively because it's usually similar to a schedule that a person in the average 40-hour week job, they have that schedule. Plenty of parents will like that very much because they can drop their child off, they can pick their child up, very little is done to their routine. I know of very few marching bands that do a nine to five every single day. And why? Because there's too much to be done and when you know you have access to the field, you don't wanna just rely on nine to five. Especially when you have that nighttime, which could be available for you with a lighted football field. Nine to nine is very popular. Are you going to go straight through? Are you going to have some breaks? Are you in a situation where you could actually give the kids the afternoon off? And the reason to do that is because it's the hottest part of the day. Do you have a situation where you could actually run your camp from 9 to 1 and 5 to 9? Just throwing it as, as a suggestion. Avoiding the hottest parts of the day. Because the bottom line is, from 1 to 5... In certain areas of the country, it can be really tough to retain focus and attention when it's that warm. Not to mention a situation where the children could have their health at risk if their bodies are not prepared for the elements. How many days is your camp going to be? Are you going Monday through Friday? Or, once again, are you in a situation where you can actually get your field on the weekends? Or, are you in a community where having anything on a weekend is absolutely unacceptable? You could essentially start your band camp let's say on a Thursday, Friday, the week before, do two very intense days. Give the children time to rest their bodies on Saturday and Sunday. Or maybe just take one of those days off, Saturday or Sunday. And then come back with great vigor the following week. It's a consideration. Are you going to find things throughout the camp to break up your time? There has to be an element of flexibility in certain regions of the country because you never know when it's going to rain or have any other inclement weather. The second that lightning is on the forecast, you cannot be a fool. You cannot have children outside if there's going to be lightning. It's a gigantic liability. And something like lightning can really shut things down for a while. Something like rain, you can actually tolerate rain. You can actually continue marching and doing what you need to do in the rain. 
when lightning hits the area, there needs to be time after the fact to know that it's not coming back. And you have to plan accordingly. How much of your material is going to be taught indoors and outdoors? Do you have a situation where to run the camp effectively, you must have certain groups indoors and certain groups outdoors at the same time? When are you going to be distributing uniforms? Will that be during band camp? or after band camp, or before band camp? Will it be on a separate night? Do you simply do the measurements for the uniforms and not distribute the uniforms right away and then figure out what uniform may fit whom? Although, to be fair, as with any clothing, it's a good idea for the people to actually try it on. Who's going to be in charge of the uniforms? Are you going to have student leaders? Will it be marching band staff members? Will it be parents? All questions to be considered. All questions that need to be considered in relation to your band camp. If you're going to need modifications done to any of the uniform parts, you need to factor in that time in relation to when your first game is. I'll go one step further. Why is it that so many marching bands wait until the first game to put their uniforms on to actually march? If you think about it, it's really asinine. And without a doubt, Whatever headwear your students are going to be wearing for the show absolutely should be worn at some point during a rehearsal or during many rehearsals so the students can get used to what it's like to have that headgear on. I'll never understand, and it happens a lot, Many marching band staffs will, they, they'll wait until the first game to put all this stuff on. Well, if it's 85 degrees out and you're putting a wool uniform on with whatever headwear and you're wondering why kids are about to overheat and pass out, you, you made your own bed, now you have to sleep in it. You put yourself in that situation. So that's something to consider in terms of your uniforms. Now, I'll share with you what I've done with most of my marching band camps over the years. You can do what you would like. This is what worked for my situation. We always started marching band camp on a Friday. We did it on a Friday, it was the end of the week, and we would do it on a Friday and a Saturday. Some years, we would even have a Thursday rehearsal in which you would simply bring your rookies in, people who 
had never marched before or were new to the whole marching band experience. So they're not completely overwhelmed by everyone else being there. There's a lot to be said for that. Because it can be very scary when you're a little 14-year-old freshman in there with seniors. Or if you have 7th or 8th graders who might be marching as well. It can be very daunting. And to give them a nice pep talk and allow them to be with people closer to their own age, it will relax them and help them to ease in a lot better. So, I had many years where Thursdays, for maybe about three or four hours, have almost a rookie orientation type of day. And sometimes that had been done on Friday mornings. At any rate, though, by that Friday, we would do a rehearsal. And the rehearsal on that Friday would typically be a 9 to 9 rehearsal. We had some years we went 9 to 5. Saturday was the same. And the idea that I had in my mind was to push them very hard for two days. You hope it doesn't rain both days. You hope that at least one of the two days you're going to have great weather. And then Sunday, give them the day off. Allow their bodies to recover, to recuperate. This was, again, just one way that I did it. Some people are going to completely disagree. I think it's better because I want to see what their retention skills are like after I've thrown so much at them over two days. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, the following week, camp ran for anywhere from about, about 10 to 12 hours. It was typically... Uh, an 8 to 8, 9 to 9 type of situation. We had, on every day of the band camp, we structured our camp where it would take place about three weeks before the start of the school year because we wanted to be able to have access to all of the facilities. And one more thing about the facilities... Make sure to check with your custodial staff to find out when they're cleaning rooms. I can't tell you how many times we have not had the gym available in the case of inclement weather because they're waxing the floors or might be working on the floors or cleaning your music room and or rooms in the vicinity and or the hallways. So definitely look into that as well and just double check. Make nice nice with the custodians and see if there's any way that they can adjust the schedule to help you out. Sometimes they can. If you do it far enough in advance, they usually can. And we were able to do that. Now, Monday through... Th I said Monday through Thursday because here's what I always did on Friday. <clears throat> on Friday, we would run camp on t from 8 or 9 o'clock until I would say about 4 or 5. Then what we did was we would have a, a giant dinner for all the students and their families. It was what we called a potluck dinner. 
which people brought their own dishes. This is going to save a tremendous amount of money. It's going to make people really happy too because the food there was amazing. So many people love to cook. They love bringing, you know, making their contribution and bringing their their favorite dish. And we would have easily at that event, oh, at least three to four hundred people in the cafeteria, uh, and it was great. After we were finished eating. The marching band performed out on the field. We did a full performance. Now, of course, you could do it before they eat because you might want to do it after, you know, before they're on a on a full stomach. So you can do it either of those ways. In terms of the lunch and the dinner schedule, I always told students to bring some snacks with them or some, some food to just have at the ready for any reason to be able to munch on. Lunch, the students always brought their own lunch with them. And dinner, we always provided. And we made sure to give them different dinner every night. One night would be pizzas of all different types of shapes and sizes and varieties. Another night might be some type of a pasta night. Another night could have been subs. We had so many different ways that we did it. But we always mixed it up. Didn't have pizza every single night because that gets boring. And how did we figure that out? We included it in there membership uh, fee. Yes, we did charge a, a set fee where I'd worked for how much their marching band camp was going to be. And you need to include that amount in there. And in terms of food, absolutely get parents on board. Don't have marching band staff members doing that. I'll go one step further. Marching band staff members should not be doing anything involving hospitality for the band. Parents are almost always too willing to help in that way. Get them involved. So many parents want to be involved. And actually, the the kids appreciate having the parents there. They really do. Some of them may not have their own family members who are able to attend these types of things, and they may latch on to a parent who by no means is a staff member, but is just another adult presence. Now, in most districts, that parent or any parents that are going to be working with the marching men in any way, shape, or form do need to be approved by the Board of Education. That's in almost every, in every case. So in terms of the band camp portion of of the band, of the marching band, those are all the considerations in terms of your scheduling. Now, what you're doing during the course of the day, I would have hardcore marching always done in the morning. Always, 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 always. 
the body is just woken up the body is fresh should be energized hopefully they all had breakfast if you're in a situation where you know they're not eating breakfast you may even want to provide breakfast for them but the body's energized you need to get them going right away get that cardio going right off the bat during the hottest part of the day I wouldn't always avoid it I would definitely if you can especially if you see that there's gonna be rain in the evening I would definitely push them through at least at least one or two days during the afternoon. Make sure to give them ample water breaks. Make sure that they're frequent. One of the terms we use is gush and go, which simply means you are wherever you are in the field, you run to the sideline, you take a, a quick swig of water, you go back to the sideline. You do that throughout the course of the day, your, your students will be very, very appreciative. To not allow them to get water at points during the day is akin to a not allowing students to go to the bathroom. I think, personally, it's almost criminal. So, allow them to be hydrated, to be able to take breaks, not too many, but often enough where the pacing is good. And that's the other thing, pacing. I've worked with staff in the past who struggle mightily in this area. They don't know how to pace things. See, when you're running a rehearsal, if you're not actually physically on the field with the group and you're just up on a ladder or you're up in a in a box or in the announcer's booth or wherever it is and you're not actually on the field you're not hearing what's actually going on on the field and I can tell you more often than not if the rehearsal isn't going well there's grumbling there's complaining there's a lack of focus then people are starting to throw rocks and all different types of silly things going on in the field. You have to be aware. There needs to be that staff presence on the field at all times. And they need to, the staff needs to have a good feel on the heartbeat of what's going on down there. Because if the staff is just sitting up high the entire time, that's not going to work. That's never going to be received well. I hope these ideas are proving to be very, very helpful to you. Good luck with everything you're doing with your band camp for the coming season. And... Part three will be coming about what we do during the actual marching band season.